the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, and it is great to be back. I hope you're ready for a great week. There's a lot happening across America. Hey, I got to tell you one thing. If you're listening to this, uh, our San Diego listeners, St. Louis listeners, folks listening online, I tell you, right now, it is fun to watch the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, I know I'm a Cardinals fan. I know there's uh, Dodgers fans on the, the list of the programs, certainly uh, San Diego Padre fans, all, all kinds of fans. But Albert Pujols, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, finishing out a nearly 20-year career, each of them, uh, and they're just winning. It's really fun to watch. I've been enjoying it with my kids, my family. It's really great. So I uh, hope you're getting some baseball in. I do love that game. I love watching it. All right. Uh, we've got a gr- interesting show coming up. We got a couple of interesting guests. We'll catch out. We'll ch- uh, excuse me. Check back in with Bobby Schilling uh, of the American Principles Project and catch up with him on some of the school board races. And then we also will visit with Canada. I'm going to try to talk to candidates over the next couple of weeks. People that are running, especially for Congress, but also school board and others. Leon Benjamin is running for Virginia's fourth congressional district. Uh, down near Richmond. We'll talk with him. He's been on the program before. He's a fascinating guy, a Navy veteran, a pastor, a small businessman. I think he's got three children. I know one of his children just headed off to college last week. We talked about that or texted about it. So he is a super guy. We'll talk with him. All right. Uh, but first, what you need to know today, I want to start the week with a lengthy description. I decided to do it as a comparison. Okay. So the comparison is between what happened with loan forgiveness, the Biden loan forgiveness plan, and what happened at Mar-a-Lago. And what I want to do is show the power of the narrative machine, okay? The power of the narrative machine. Remember, the narrative machine is big tech and big media working together with big government to give us, to tell us what we are to believe, to define for us the narrative, okay? That is what we're talking about with the narrative machine. Big tech, big media working together with big government to deliver a truth. So here's an example. The loan forgiveness effort by Joe Biden. Now, pause and recall that when President Obama was in the White House, he announced that he really wanted to help the DACA recipients, this often referred to as the dreamers, illegal alien Americans who came in with their parents. So people who came in illegally but were underage and then went to school, high school, ended up in college, and now they were older than the age of minority. They were adults. What do you do about it? That's what he said. He wanted to help them, and he demanded. No, it's not fair. He said, Congress, you should address this. You're the ones that are supposed to address this. I'm President Obama. I don't have the authority to address it. Please address it. And they didn't. And he famously said, I'll do it with an executive order. And he did it with it. He said, he said dramatically, I've got a phone and a pen, meaning he would sign the executive order. Then he would call up the grassroots and activists and tell them, and it would become politically so popular. He'd be protected. 
he had been, he had admitted himself that it was against the, the law. He couldn't have the constitutional authority, but he had a pen and a phone and he did it. And it got very little it got coverage because the Republicans opposed it. But it, you know, I mean, it's lawlessness, right? I mean, talk about fascist, fascist or not. That's not the word. A dictator that just decides doesn't care what the Constitution says, does what he wants. So Joe Biden says a year ago, I want to forgive the student loans in some way. Too much student loan debt. And lots of people like me said, good, put a tax on the um, put a tax on the endowments of the universities that have 50 plus billion dollars in endowments, which is directly tied to the fact that they've been charging so much in tuition. And I I like that. But instead, Biden said, I'm going to let Congress address it. Nancy Pelosi said President Biden does not have the authority to do this, to unilaterally uh, uh, forgive the loans. And yet in the last week, we've heard Joe Biden say he's going to forgive the loans. Then he says it's paid for this massive three hundred billion dollar expense. He says it's paid for because I don't know, it would save money in the future and money we wouldn't have to spend or something. I don't know. uh, And defaulted loans It's crazy. And here's my point. The narrative machine kicked in. Big government acts. Joe Biden says he's going to do something. Big tech and big media cover it breathlessly. About, and the debate is, can he forgive 10,000? Can he forgive 20,000? Should he forgive 40,000? What's the debate? The debate ought to be about the lawlessness, the blatant lawlessness of the president. It should All the coverage should be Nancy Pelosi says it's lawless to do that. Joe Biden says he's going to do it. It's not even a Republican fight. It's a fight between two Democrats. And yet nothing. All of the coverage is about, of course, he can do it. Just how much, how big should it be? Okay, that's the first. That's the narrative machine. Big government does something. Biden says he's going to do it. Big tech and big media settle right in and they cover it. Okay, now. Now, on to the next example. So that's the example of how the narrative machine goes for what the left wants. Okay, versus what's happened with Mar-a-Lago. All that's been reported is leaks from DOJ. All that's because no one else has any information. This is like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. So what do we know about Mar-a-Lago? We know that President Trump left office and took documents with him. And we know that at some point somebody said, hey, wait a second. Some of those documents should be here in the uh, government. They shouldn't be there in your residence or in your you know, building. It's a fight over documents. It's a fight over documents. And it's, I, I admit it's gone on for a while. I guess for six months or so, President Trump turned over some documents. But what is being reported now is that it, this, there was things that were redacted from the affidavit. And therefore, we can't tell you what they are, but they're serious. They're serious. Oh, believe us. They're serious. Why should we believe you? Why should we believe the people, the media, the big tech and big media that are now telling us, oh, the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. Really? What? How, how are the walls closing in? What is it that happened? What is in the document? What could be in the documents that would mean the walls are closing in, that it's a national security threat? I, I don't know. Please don't tell me that it's the nuclear codes. Does anybody think that the nuclear codes don't get changed? When you have a new president, in fact, I don't know, but I have to think the nuclear codes get changed all the time. You know, every now and then they get changed. So there's not one set of codes that is drifting around. So what is it that the president of the United States, former president, has that requires this kind of action, this kind of overarching, over, you know, a, a dramatic effort? I Again, 
We don't know. But what we do know is the media, big media and big tech, are going to sell it like that. Now, contra- again, let's do another contrast. Let's do another contrast to uh, the news that Jeff Zuckerberg admitted that the FBI came to them and said, hey, we want you to know uh, pretty soon we expect to see some Russian, uh, probably some Russian disinformation in, in October of 2020. And, and when we do, we want you to do something about it. Zuckerberg goes, yeah, OK, we'll see. And then out comes the Hunter Biden laptop. And what happens? The FBI and the intelligence community, 50 former but recent intelligence community people say that was Russian. It's Russian disinformation. Don't cover it. And Zuckerberg admits he didn't cover it. Now we know that was a lie. It wasn't Russian disinformation. It was real. It is a laptop. It is Hunter Biden's. And so big government comes and says, FBI says, hey, hey, don't cover this. Big tech. Facebook, big media, all the cable outlets say, okay, we won't do it. We won't cover it. How is that not, frankly, how is that not an insurrection? If you actively have your FBI lying and getting one of the biggest players or one of the biggest controllers of information to act the way they want, how is that not influencing the election? It is. Of course it is. And my point here is the narrative machine, frankly, it has all the control. It has all all the control because the whole country is talking about Mar-a-Lago instead of talking about lawless president. The whole country is talking about affidavits and redactions and the mystery of what's there instead of talking about a lawless president and an FBI that's utilizing Facebook to, to shut down uh, uh, information. It's, it's a breathtaking example in these days. Now, is it the dog days of August and people aren't paying attention? Maybe, maybe. It certainly feels like the Democrats and the left have moved off of January 6th, that somehow January 6th is not working as a, as a, a, a hit on this president. And they move from maybe we have Donald Trump obstructing official uh, proceedings. That's the obstruction charge that a bunch of the people who were at, not, at uh, January 6th got charged with. And they realize, yeah, we can't do that. We can't stretch that law to try to charge Trump. Let's see if we can do obstruction of justice with regard to documents, like documents that you take out of a job. If you've ever left a job, I still have boxes in the corner. I, I didn't even leave my job, and I, I, I switched locations where I work, and I have boxes in the corner. I don't know what everything that's in there. I'm certainly I'm not even the president. The narrative machine is so dominant right now; it's breathtaking. The narrative machine has the power to transform everything we're talking about. The big government, big tech, and big media have the ability to control what we see and therefore what we know. What we know, what we believe is true because of what we see and what we don't see. And the narrative machine controls what we see and what we know, therefore what we believe to be true. And it therefore controls what we do from voting to uh, to protesting to whatever. Pick a topic. How much more power do we have to recognize? And let me be clear. I don't know what to do about it, but I know right now the forces against we the people or let's say it differently. Maybe they're not against us. Maybe you don't think they're against us. Maybe you think that what they're doing is for the good of us, but it's not how it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to be governed this way, controlled this way. 
And I don't know how you change it. I don't know how you change it. But far too many people that have authority and power seem to be comfortable with what's happening. And they seem to accept the terms of the argument as presented by the narrative machine. So over the weekend, we had lots of people, including Republicans, who said things like, hey, I don't really support uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, but we should get to the bottom of the documents. Those are two different things. Having a, a, a position on presidential documents is, is a, fine. That's a great subject. But that's different than the FBI raiding the former president's home and then leaking and then the media covering it and then big tech covering it in a way that gives the country is tearing us apart. There's nothing wrong with this country except the narrative machine. There's nothing wrong with this country except the fact that the big tech, big media and big government are trying to tear us apart. Big tech and big media are doing it to make money and big government's doing it to advantage its power. That's what's happening around us. We, the people, would get along fine with our neighbors. We, the people, would get along fine with each other if we weren't being brainwashed and, and had our minds changed, our, our literally our brains rewired by big tech and big media and big government working along with them. It's, uh, it, is a, it is a crisis for this nation. It is a crisis. There is no doubt about that. The question is, are we going to face it or not? Will we control what happens or not? All right, we got to take a break. That's what you need to know. I'm Ed Martin. We'll be right back. We'll uh, talk again with uh, our friend Terry Schilling as well as uh, Leon Benjamin, a candidate for office. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Uh, time to catch up with Terry Schilling. Terry Schilling and I spoke, I must be about, I don't know, two months ago or so. He is uh, one of the uh, key leaders on what I would say the American pro-family movement. He's the president over at the American Principles Project, uh, which, you know, I, I, I meant to point out, Terry, last time we talked, Frank Cannon is the founding president. He is such a good, wonderful, uh, kind of iconic uh, figure. Um, and he just is just wonderful. And I, I, I remember thinking of him when I talked to you, and I forgot to bring it up. So but first of all, welcome back, Terry Schilling, president of the American Principles Project. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Ed. Thanks so much for having me. And, and just to pile on with Frank there, he, yeah. Frank is the special sauce. And he <laughs> has had such an impact on not just the pro-family movement, but the pro-life movement, the conservative movement in general. He is... I mean, people, not enough people know about him or what he's done for this country. And I'm going to make sure that changes because he's, he's, he's the man. He, well, he is you so know, smart. It, it's really, you're right about that because he's one of the ones that late Phyllis Schlafly, Phyllis got, my boss got kind of obviously got pretty famous and she cut a certain figure, but Frank Cannon was somebody she worked with, admired, as you said, his, he's had the, um, breadth of years too. You know, a lot of you and I have come into this sort of conservative fight in the last 15, 20, you know, it's legit, but uh, he's been around for a long time making a big difference. And uh, again, the, the uh, American Principles Project counts as one of his great achievements. All right, Terry, one thing I, I, I wanted to bring on, we talked about it last week. I talked about it on the air last week, uh, I guess four or five days ago. Um, 
Florida, we're watching some of these places, uh, states that are having the, these um, elections, and there's a lot of attention in congressional races and Senate races and governors, you know, uh, primary races. But um, these school board races uh, are big. And you guys were involved out in Florida. Walk me through. First of all, walk me through what happened. But more importantly, are, are, are you know, are you is that shaping up again for the fall is November, a whole bunch of races like that. So first, tell me what happened in Florida last week. Well, I think before I get into that, I think it's important for listeners to understand that these school board races are what's known as a leading indicator. And what that means is, is that they are telling us what's about to happen in the midterms. What we saw in Florida, and this isn't just the county that we were involved in. Uh, this is uh, in Miami-Dade. This is across the state of Florida. Progressives were thrown out on their on their tails and they were replaced with pro family uh, school board representatives. So in Polk County, American Principles Project endorsed four uh, candidates for school board and we dubbed them the parents caucus. And we notified voters. We made uh, several hundred thousand uh, voter contacts there. And we let voters know that the current guys that were in there were not going to put parents first when it comes to controlling their kids education, that they needed to elect the, the parents caucus. And what we saw was we had two straight up victories uh, on election night. So we there were four races. So we won 50% of the races outright running on a pro parental rights and education platform. And then the third race is going to a runoff in the general election. So we're going to have to reinvest a little bit more money hmm. there to make sure that we're victorious. Uh, but, you know, three out of four or two out of four seats is not bad, especially knowing that we have a great shot at taking back this seat in November. The, the November turnout is not going to be friendly to Democrats, Republicans and conservatives, really Americans who still love this country and their families are going to show up in droves. Uh, so we got to make sure we make those investments there. But this is happening across the country. We're flipping school boards left and right. And it's all because progressives hate parents. They hate families. They think that they're the enemy of children's liberation and freedom. It's absolutely insane. But this is what they believe. Uh, we're talking with Terry Schilling, again, the president of the American Principles Project. Uh, and he, uh, he, he go to, so let me get it right, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. American Principles Project.org. You can follow Terry at Schilling, S C H I L L I N G, 1776 on Twitter, active Twitter feed. Um, you mentioned the positioning. You said one uh, is that one group is the Parents Caucus. It, you know, I've heard people describing more and more that um, one, you know, one, the conservative movement, not not just Republicans. I think, Terry, you and I could spend a lot of time talking about some Republicans that let down conservatives, but that there, there's a sort of positioning in Virginia. Uh, last fall, was it? I already time flies the uh, governor's race there. Terry McAuliffe, at least it was perceived that his dismissiveness. So, you know, parents don't have a right to care. It helped him. I think he was losing because of the general uh, direction of things. But that instinct is right, that that, you know, that parents have a stake. And when they looked over the shoulders at home during the covid and saw that the teachers on Zoom were teaching junk, they were mad when they saw that the vaccine was going to be done to their kids without their permission. A lot of parents chose it. And that's 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 something that's different. Right. But parents had the right. And then the transgender thing and then the transgender in sports and all. It it feels like the government. We always said that, oh, big brother, you know, big government wants to be like your parent. But it really feels that way is. So my question, though, Terry, is are you finding that more parents are temperamentally and perhaps ideologically, maybe the wrong word, more conservative that they say, oh, I see it now. 
Well, just across, I mean, we've done extensive polling with families and parents and across the board, parents tend to be more conservative than their, uh, you know, than their peers who have no marriage or, or children. It's just a natural, I mean, look, if you, if you really think about it, getting married is a threshold into becoming more conservative. Having children makes you think long term. You care more about budgets and deficits and, and, and taxes and all of the other stuff. And you care a lot more about education. So yeah, of course, parents are, much more conservative, but they're trying to even more conservative. It, you know, the uh, the focus groups after Virginia, when right. Glenn Youngkin swung that state by 10 points to come to victory, parents, even Democrats were saying that they voted against Terry McAuliffe because they didn't feel like he wanted them to have any say or input. And that's Democrat women, right? Those That's a very tough voting block for Republicans went over. But that was the deciding factor was you don't Democrats don't want me to have a say in my kids education. We at least want to be heard. And that kept coming up in all the focus groups, even CNN played this. It was it was quite jarring. So, yeah, no, parents are definitely trending more conservative, more American, more Republican. This this go around, because, you know, crazy enough, they want to actually at least be heard when it comes to the education of their children. Uh, again, we're talking with Terry Schilling. Uh, he is the president over at the American Principles Project, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. Uh, Terry, how do you find? You mentioned that you're having lots of voter contact um, in 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 particular in uh, uh, Florida this last election cycle. But you guys also, I mean, that you do that, and I'm not just talking to voters, but talking to citizens. And and so, how do you find, however? Uh, uh, the impact of the what I call the narrative machine when big government works with big tech and big media to tell us what to believe. And a lot of us can't fight our way through it. They're just too big and too good at persuading and, and uh, brainwashing. It's a real challenge. I mean, I think it's um, it's and even amongst our, our people, you say, don't be afraid, be strong, stand up. And they look around and they see that the people that seem to stand up and be strong are getting canceled or worse. So how do you fight through what is the sort of the worst uh, fake news a narrative machine that you could almost imagine? Well, I think I, it's really important to understand that the truth is very heavy and it's very powerful and it beats the artificial every time it comes up against it. Um, the problem, that's why the big tech censorship is such a major problem because it prevents the truth from doing its job, from, from educating the people and from taking hold. Um, and so what, what, it, what's most important is just to keep moving all the propaganda, all the artificial and, and fraudulent information that gets out there. It has one purpose to demoralize, to isolate uh, and to make you feel like a weirdo and a, and, a, and a stranger for believing that men can't have babies, right? For believing right. that race right. should not matter when it comes to how we treat our fellow Americans. Um, and it, what's I, look, I, what I found is that if you just keep marching forward, if you just keep throwing those punches and pushing through all of the garbage, the message eventually gets to parents. And then what happens is they're enraged because they were lied to. They, they had information kept to them. They were trapped or they were treated like idiots. And that's a really tough feeling for them to get over um, and, and to, to forget about, especially when it's coming so much from the left in this country. So if you just keep marching forward, keep pushing the truth, don't lie, just expose these. We don't need to make up claims, right? They have these books like Gender Queer that have graphic that are graphic novels about homosexuality 
sexuality and transgenderism that they're putting in our kids' libraries. We don't have to make up claims. We just have to exactly show these people what's in your kid's school, what they're learning. And and what what's really incredible is that the left is bragging about it right the right, libs right. of tiktok is not having to uh, editorialize they're just yeah. exposing what these teachers are saying openly so we just have to keep doing that using their own words against them and we'll be victorious well terry Schilling again at Schilling 1776 on twitter american principles project.org uh thanks terry for first of all for taking the time with us very interesting the impact in florida i had tracked some of your successes uh influencing or helping people understand some of the congressional races and other big races but uh on school board levels that's a great success and a lot happening so uh keep it up and and we'll look forward to hearing more about it thank you Thanks, Ed. All right. Terry Schilling, everybody. Again, I'll put up on social media, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org, and we will take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. My old friend, Leon Benjamin, he used to uh, he used to come up to Washington, D.C., come up to the swamp. He was never of the swamp. He might have been in the swamp for visits, but he would come up here and uh, try to straighten these folks out and uh, didn't work before. He was just a regular folk. Now, well, now he's running for Congress and he uh, he has survived his primary and uh, he is the nominee in his district. And I needed to get an update from him. So, Bishop Leon Benjamin, welcome back to the program how are you sir i'm doing great ed i'm so glad to be in the number ed and it is a change it's a shift that's happening and we're going in uh, all the issues are on the table high gas prices inflation through the roof uh parental rights uh they're trying to attack our kids trying to change the genders i mean what else can we say that the democrats are are going off <laughs> off the cliff yeah yeah it is <laughs> it's, it's it, it is it's it is amazing bishop leon benjamin i should say i always call him bishop leon benjamin he he runs a he runs a church uh and he is a preacher he's been all across the country actually during the during the covid the breakout of the covid he was one of the great speakers at some of these uh health freedom conferences with all the big famous names you know robert kennedy jr general flynn and all those and uh but he's he's back in the fourth congressional district in virginia which is near richmond and first, uh, Leon, tell our listeners all across the country and our Eagles, especially, uh, uh, who's your opponent? And so the, the, the fun thing is you match up well with them. If, if the game is um, is uh, demographics, you match up better, actually, than him. But tell us uh, who your opponent is and how you contrast with him. Well, my opponent is uh, Aston Donald McEachin. Uh, he's the current uh, incumbent congressman uh, right now. And how we uh, match is that uh, everything he is standing for is against the community. Climate justice. There's, there's, climate justice is not going to change uh, the high gas prices. Climate justice is not going to change our energy. Uh, uh, we used to be independent, but now we're dependent. It's not going to bring down the inflation, the worst in 40 years. It's not going to change the fact that our children are being pushed on critical race theory and our parents are being thrown out of school board meetings so there goes the contrast right there and look i'm strong healthy he's not been showing up for meetings he has he's been voting proxy i heard uh for a long long time and so we we it's a a direct contrast right now 
uh, between me and him. And the people need strong leadership right now. Uh, we're talking with uh, Leon Benjamin, his website, and you should check it out there. You can see on the issues uh, and, and everything about him, his background, Benjamin for Congress, Benjamin, the number four Congress dot com. So it's a dot com one. Um, the uh, and the it includes Richmond, right? Does it include all of Richmond, Leon? All of Richmond, Chesterfield and Rico, parts of Chesterfield and Rico, of course, are in the first uh, uh-huh. Congressman Rob Whitman. Uh, then it goes down to Petersburg, all of Petersburg, Dinwiddie, Colonial Heights, Prince George, Hopewell, Surrey, Sussex. Then Brunswick got added. That got taken out of Bob Goose District. And then Emporia, Greensville, all the way down to the North Carolina border. Uh, we're again, um, we're talking with Leon Benjamin and it's uh, uh, Benjamin for Congress dot com is the website. OK, so um, but, but the reason I asked about Richmond is it feels like I don't know if it's true, but it feels like in the in some of the big cities, you know, you see the news. They cover San Francisco, Chicago, um, the cities. They say, ah, we've had enough of this. We, we've we've stuck with one party. We're at least taking another look. Are you are you sensing that? There is a great migration happening in the Hispanic community, Latino community, the African-American community. There is a a migration that's happening. It cannot be explained other than people are awakening. They are waking up to what is going on and they're not getting any explanation whatsoever from the Democrat Party. (laughs) So there is a migration happening. And I think it's like a big train, uh, a speed train that's happening. And uh, I just want everyone to know, look, we still have a chance to make things better. And we got to make it better at the polls. We got to go out and vote. We, we, we can't vote the same that we've always voted. We have to go now and see this situation, the high gas prices, inflation through the roof, uh, parents who can't even attend school board meetings without even without being chased down by the FBI and children being told that they can change their gender at five years old. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And so the migration is happening. We are, uh, Leon Benjamin is our guest. Uh, he, again, is, uh, is a, uh, a candidate for Congress, uh, 4th Congressional District in Virginia, which includes Richmond. If you go on his website, you'll notice he's a Navy graduate, uh, excuse me, a Navy veteran, having served during the f- uh, first Gulf War um, and a pastor. You'll see all those different things he was doing. Um, parental choice. Parental choice. Obviously, that's got an echo right now because of the pressure and the and the forcing of against uh, parents uh, interest on health care and vaccines and all. But uh, on education, uh, Leon, I mean, you, you've been yourself are a teacher. You I mean, you're someone who's made that. I know your your children are in, in, in school. I mean, in, in higher ed and all. I mean, it's a priority for you. Is is school choice finally here? I mean, you know, Governor Yunkin, in some part, some sense, he won in, in the Commonwealth of Virginia because he tapped into parents concern about education. But I've never really seen that translate into school choice and an understanding, especially by lower income. You know, the, 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 the Richmond schools, for example, uh, the parents in there. I, is there is there any way that that issue will move? up in the in the in the in the pecking order for folks i think it is moving up because now we're talking about uh attacking our most vulnerable our youth and trying to bypass uh parental involvement i think it's really going to start going up in the pecking order uh because uh our children cannot make certain decisions on their own and the government does not own 
own the children. And so uh, my, my, my incumbent, uh, he says he won't even debate me uh, because of the fact uh, I want to admit certain things like the 2020 elections. I have questions and parents have questions. And if parents can't ask questions, then you give them no uh, other choice but to look for another way to educate their children. We're talking with Leon Benjamin. Again, uh, the uh, website is Benjamin4Congress.com, Benjamin4Congress.com. Now, traditionally a Democrat district, although there's been redistricting, is the one you're in, the fourth. Um, are you finding the support from the powers that be? I know that Winsome Sears, the great uh, uh, lieutenant governor who shocked the world and won that race and uh, has, is helping you doing some events. I see that uh, Governor uh, Glenn Youngkin endorsed you. Uh, but are you getting the support? As a lot of times it seems like these Democrats leaning districts they, they they leave you got the guys hanging a long time well i'm going to say it like this ed uh with god all things are possible <laughs> and if god be for us who can be against us so we we're, we're we're getting the grassroots we're getting people just jumping on i was with the latino coalition national republican uh latino coalition knocking on doors i mean people just coming out of the woodwork saying we want this now. We got to take back the house. We got to flip it. We know that we're going to get the majority in the house. But some of these seats, like mine, the fourth, I was with Yesley Vega the other day this weekend. Oh, yeah. There is a chance. Ed, yeah. we can take this and we can do it now. It's our time. It's uh, she's been she's been uh, she's been getting momentum too, like you are. She like you. She she started her race and uh, and people said, well, who's that? What's going on? And now she's got more and more uh, momentum. So that's good. All right. Uh, again, Benjamin for Congress dot com. Uh, Bishop Leon Benjamin, um, what's the how is the economy? I mean, you get we're seeing coverage now of uh, of people saying, well, it's getting a little better and feel better to me. Uh, but it, are people really uh, relating what's going on to the Biden administration and therefore Will the Democrats pay the price? Is it mixed? I mean, is it is it choppy? How do you feel? Well, look, thank God for media channels such as yourself that's actually bringing out the truth. But the mainstream media is trying to hide the fact that every each and every American is at least at least four thousand to nine thousand dollars. Every home in debt coming out the, coming out the box right. uh, that the, the inflation the interest rates it's not helping and then add on paying for other people's student loans <laughs> it is really putting a blanket on, on 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 the eyes of the american people but people are waking up just because of things like what you're doing and putting the word out so uh we got to keep on shouting it from the rooftop so to speak that which is done in secret shall be shouted on the rooftop <laughs> and that's what i'm out here doing yeah. i'm not going to be quiet i can't be silent anymore ed we've <laughs> got to do this thing yeah certainly see all right bishop leon benjamin leon benjamin go to benjaminforcongress.com uh check it out support his campaign support his candidacy uh it's great thank you leon uh, keep in touch we'll have you back on again Look, I appreciate you so much, Ed. I love you, man. All you right. are definitely a patriot and a lover of this country and a lover of God. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Leon. I appreciate that. All right, we'll take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. He's an amazing guy. Uh, amazing guy. We'll be right back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Imagine a scene at a local hospital where a young teen goes to the emergency room by herself. 
When the doctor sees her come into the examination room alone, he's not at all surprised. He asks why the girl is there, and she tells him of persistent pain in her side. After running the necessary tests, the doctor determines that she has appendicitis, and she will need to have surgery. He asks if she would like him to notify anyone, but the young girl says, Whatever you do, don't tell my parents. I don't want them to find out. In this hypothetical situation, what should the doctor do? Medical ethics, the law, and every common standard of decency would dictate that the doctor should immediately inform the underage girl's parents of the situation and get them to the hospital without delay. I have no doubt that at any medical facility in America, that is precisely what the doctor would do. However, if this girl were coming for an elective abortion rather than a necessary surgery, the doctor might not be legally required to obtain parental notification or consent before performing a risky, life-changing operation on a minor. With the abortion issue turned back to the states, leftists' extreme views on the subject are clearer than ever. The Biden administration is not just allowing, but actively directing underage girls to get secret abortions without parental consent or notification. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services created a website called ReproductiveRights.gov, which is dedicated to the grisly mission of encouraging American girls to kill their unborn children. The website directs to an external website which, among other things, shows underage girls exactly where they can go to get an abortion without their parents finding out. Parents have a right, and a duty by the way, to make health decisions for their minor children. Biden's usurpation of this duty is an egregious violation of the American family. Don't let your daughter be lured in by the predatory abortion industry. Never trust an adult who wants children to keep secrets from her parents, especially about abortion. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Hey, let me update you on something called Eagle Council. Eagle Council, uh, starting in the 19, late 1960s and for 50 years almost, uh, Phyllis, 1960s, uh, Phyllis Schlafly gathered people uh, together and she called it the Eagle Council. And Eagle Council was one part training getting together and figuring out what to do together. Phyllis would often tell people what to do, but it was also another part fortification and networking and fellowshipping. And so we have our Eagle Council coming up September 17th in St. Louis. And September 17th is Constitution Day. And so if you want to go to a meeting where there's a 1,000 people or 5,000 people, that's not this. If you want to go to a meeting where there's between 250 and 500 people, that are doers, that understand policy as well as understand politics, then come to Eagle Council. Because what we pride ourselves on, the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, is not just getting together and being right. I'm sick of being right. I want to succeed. I'm sick of being sincere. I want to succeed. 
And the only way to succeed is to come up with plans that utilize proven strategies that move the ball forward. That's what we do at Eagle Council. That's exactly what we do at Eagle Council. EagleCouncil.com, EagleCouncil.com. If you put that in and go there, you'll see it's very inexpensive. You got to get to St. Louis, but it's inexpensive. We charge basically the cost to do the event. We don't charge much else. We don't charge anything else. We, In fact, we subsidize a little bit of it. EagleCouncil.com. This year, Jay Ashcroft, the son of John Ashcroft, Jay is the Secretary of State of Missouri, proven election authority, proven conservative. He'll be with us. He'll be with us at a celebration of life. We're going to celebrate, and we're going to celebrate the unsung heroes of the life movement, the little old ladies that prayed in front of the abortion clinic, the guys that stuffed envelopes, the old men, the young men, the, uh, the girls, the young girls and boys that marched in places for it. We're going to celebrate the unsung heroes at a luncheon on September 17th with Jay Ashcroft, with Tamara Scott. Uh, Tamara Scott is from Iowa. She's a leader. Bridget Van Means, a big leader. Someone who knows Marilyn Shannon, another one. And we're going to highlight, we're going to bring forward the, the people, unsung heroes, people, names that people have forgotten and names people never knew. And we're going to put them in a legacy list, a book of the, of the book of the living, the book of the life. And it's going to be great. Then in the afternoon, we'll have our Eagle briefing, about two hours of briefing on the key issues and what we're going to do about them. That's a key thing. That, that Eagle briefing is like, it's like the best briefing in the world on conservatism politics and what we're going to do and then in the evening it's the constitution day celebration we have uh steve bannon and peter navarro uh and we also have family members of the january 6 prisoners who will be with us and we're going to celebrate the theme of that the theme for that night is due process denied and we're going to talk about what's going on in this country it's going to be great go to eaglecouncil.com eaglecouncil.com Hope you'll be a part of it. Look forward to seeing you there. All right, we got to wrap things up. Thank you to Noah Dingley, Joanna Spilger. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. See you then. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>